Good afternoon, and welcome to Lancaster Connects, the show about small business and small charity success in Lancaster County. My name is Ben. Um, flying solo today. Uh, Jeff is uh, uh, still recovering from his knee uh, replacement surgery, and he had some physical therapy appointments this afternoon. And uh, if you are joining live, uh, we started the show a little late today. Uh, uh, today threw me a curveball. <laughs> threw me a curveball. Uh, it, uh, I had to be out in the truck this afternoon or this morning and this afternoon, um, did about three jobs in Maryland, uh, did a couple jobs here in Lancaster, got, I think five jobs done hundreds of miles on the truck. And I literally just pulled a parking lot like five minutes ago. So, um, our guest and our podcast, uh, producer, Chris, very gracious and able to, uh, push, uh, our normal start time back an hour. So thank you very much to them. Of course, if you're watching this anytime after uh, three o'clock on uh, March 13th, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know a lot of folks, uh, you know, join us live, but a lot of folks watch after the fact as well. So uh, again, this is Lancaster Connects. Uh, we highlight uh, local small businesses uh, making an impact in the community and also, uh, of course, nonprofits and charitable organizations. Um, we've got a great one on today. I'll introduce her in just a moment. Um just a quick mention uh, that we uh, love your comments uh, during the show. Um, commenting uh, during the show earns you prizes. Uh, we spin the prize later at the end and uh, pick a winner uh, for some less nor more cuddle drinkware uh, or an on-the-go bundle, uh, which is a little blanket and a little pillow. Uh, Jana, thank you so much. So doesn't matter if we're 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock or 3.14. On a Monday afternoon, John is tuning in live. So thank you so much. Of course, that's the cool thing about Facebook, right? You know, um, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on um, YouTube, uh, on LinkedIn, you know, all uh, broadcast live on all those channels. But of course, people hang out on Facebook. You know, they, they, they're people are in their feeds all, all the time. And, uh, you know, if you're in there now, uh, you may see this live feed being uh, put out there. So um, thank you, Shana, uh, for watching. As always, and and commenting and being like number one groupie fan. So, uh, without further ado, I've made uh, our guest wait about an hour and a half. <laughs> so, uh, past the time where we normally would start, uh, we've got a great guest today, uh, Maureen Westcott of the Ark of Lancaster and Lebanon. Did I get that right? You did very good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and you even said Lancaster, not. <laughs> yeah, right. Not not the other way to say. It. Yeah, yeah. How are you today, Maureen? I'm well, and then very flexible for today. It's the only day of the week it's flexible, so you got me on a good day, Ben. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Normally, uh, there's a chance to uh, talk to the guest, uh, you know, ten or fifteen minutes before uh, before the show starts, but we just had to get right into it here because, like I said, I just pulled into the parking lot there. So, um, again, thank you for being on, and thank you for your your flexibility there. So. A um, couple things uh, that are unique about Maureen. Uh, Maureen, you're a customer of Gardner's. Like, uh, I am, like, a brand new customer, yes. Just within the last like month or so. It was, it was. I decided I wanted an adjustable bed and I went to three different stores. Okay. And, um, you know, this isn't, it, it meant, not meant to be a sales pitch for you, but it was really a good experience and, um, and uh, it was great. So that's awesome. So, you know, we do, uh, 
typically towards the end of the show, we, I, I share a sleep better tip and we share a, a testimonial for, for Gardner's Mattress and more. Of course, this is Lancaster Connects, but we produce the show at Gardner's Mattress and more. And it's, uh, the Gardner's funding that <laughs> makes this show happen. So I guess they're our sponsor, right? Um, so we, yeah, that I, I don't need to do a testimonial. You just did it yeah, for did. us live. So thank you so much. And, and, um, I, I, I didn't have to ask you to do that. That was, that was, it was wonderful. Thank you. Um, and Maureen, I actually, uh, attend uh, a church where your son goes. I know. Uh, it's, I tell my team it's a small world in Lancaster and we have is. now two connections, Ben. That's right. I, I can't claim to know him very well. Uh, we've only been going to the church for, uh, um, you know, a handful of months now, maybe, maybe a year or so. And I'm just starting to get to know everybody there. And uh, I know he's a, he's a bass player and, yes. um, we've, we've helped a few people move in the, in the church over the last year or so. And we always seem to show up there together. So, uh, there he is, Zach. I think he just, uh, he just posted a comment there. So, um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for watching, Zach. I talked to Zach a, a little bit about the show yesterday. So, uh, Maureen, I think we'll jump right into it. You're here to talk about what the Ark of Lancaster and Lebanon, uh, does and, and who you are. So let's, let's jump into that. What, um, what is the mission and purpose of the Ark of Lancaster? It's an, our mission and our focus is intellectual disability and autism. The disability world is divided because of the funding. The, the diagnosis determines the rules and regulations of the funding. So our world is intellectual disability and autism is the, w- where we go. And our mission is to empower people with intellectual disability and autism to lead lives of their choice. And so what we do is we navigate, we collaborate, we advocate any more aids we need <laughs> of what we do um, to help them understand the very complicated Medicaid system and how to both the, and how to get into that system. And then once you're into it, how to navigate through it. So how does, um, how does someone find the Ark of Lancaster? Um, are they referred to you? Um, would they, you know, search online and find you? Like, how would somebody find the services of Ark of Lancaster? Well, the Ark is a national organization with okay. a statewide presence and then local chapters that are by county. So our chapter is Lancaster and Lebanon County. Uh, we cover the two counties and people do from an online search. They do it because a friend referred them. They do it because someone where they're receiving services will refer them to say, if you go into the county through supports coordination and there's an issue, they'll go through the, they'll say, Hey, why don't you call the ARC? You need some training on this or they'll have resources for mm-hmm. you. And we're brought in from a lot, but honestly, and the way I appreciate you doing this, Ben, is because so many people said, I never heard of the ARC. I wish I knew about it because I had mm-hmm. an area you could have helped me if I only would have known to reach out. Um, but yeah. we're, we're, we're busy. So people are hearing of us. That's great. You know, it kind of is related to the guest we had last week um, from, oh gosh, <laughs> I just added my head and I just went blank. I've been like, my head is just <laughs> today. Um, but we're, uh, the, the, uh, services for, um, uh, dementia and, and oh, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, yes. Alzheimer's association. Yes. And, um, she was saying a lot of people find them almost not, 
too late, but like after the fact that they could have gotten help earlier, you know what I mean? And it sounds like the, the, the arc is kind of the, the same thing. Uh, you want to, you want people to find you right away to have that uh, education and have you help them navigate through developmental disabilities, correct? We do. And also because the funding is state funded. And mm. so there is a huge waiting list of services. And so oh, as we okay. tell people, um, like I have an, a daughter that's 37 with an intellectual disability. And my daughter has services because of different reasons when she was younger. But we'll get parents contacting us that are 70 or 80 and saying, I need to think about when I pass away, what is the help for my son or daughter? And if we're looking at a five-year waiting list for services, you really wish that you started that conversation when someone was in their 20s or 30s. Because just because you start the conversation does not mean you're going to be able to receive the services just because of it's underfunded by the state. Oh, right. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's that's disappointing that it's that it's underfunded because it sounds like there's there's definitely a, a need um, and, a, and a growing need there. Um, well, now I know that, that Ben, uh, just to finish that thought, it's not over even underfunded, there is now a waiting list within a waiting list because the direct support professional crisis has meant, again, with state set rates, that um, people might have the ability to have a waiver, which is what it's called when you get the funding, but there's not a provider's not able to provide the services because they don't have the staffing support. A little bit like what you dealt with today, that, you know, when you (laughs) need staffing, and it's not because they're not good staff, but life happens. Our team members and people are waiting for services because the providers do not have openings to provide it because they can't find the staffing support to provide those services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's Um, our world where we help make that known to the community and we help work through what can you do in the meantime. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. I know know the ARC runs a ton of programs. Um, You have a lot of different programs for those uh, with intellectual disabilities and develop, de- developmental disabilities. Um, can you pick, uh, you know, two or three of these programs and maybe describe them in a little more detail for us? What, sure. What? One of the things that we do is, um, the, to talk about life planning, we have a program called Facing Forward where we use life course tools and the life course tools actually on April 22nd, we're going to be having an all day seminar workshop on this to talk about what we do. But uh, that helps parents to say what makes a good life and what does not make a good life. And right now we're doing this uh, one-on-one with some families months a month, but we're also, as I said, going to do that um, as an all-day Saturday seminar. We don't charge for our services. That all the Everything we do is mm. to come in. Families have enough, they do. Uh, we also do advocacy where we'll be, um, we come into the schools and that we um, come in and we were there to support one-on-one with an IEP. If a, a student has an individual education plan, we can come in and help advocate for that. We run a self-advocate group and adults with disabilities have nationally been asked to be called self-advocates. So our wages group is an empowerment group to teach them how to speak up for themselves, to bring topics like nutrition or fitness, um, setting goals. We bring all that. And we have a sibling group because sibs with disabilities many times feel like they're left out. Um, there's mm. so much that you have to do with the sibling with the disabilities. So 
Um, we just have a really fun, wild time here um, that the siblings come in and do crafts and food and snacks and discussion. Where uh, Where is your office? We are in Lidditz because as we're both Lancaster and Lebanon, Lidditz is halfway between. So we're out by the sheets there on Airport Road, um, yeah, which is really nice. You can see our swish and our branding from the road. And that's okay. important, you know. Yeah, I'll have to look out for it. You're right off of 501, I guess, or yes. right, right in that I'm area. 501 yeah. on Airport Road. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's great. Yeah, that that that's perfect placement right between Lebanon and and Lancaster. Kind of kind of right right in the middle there. Uh, so, how many um, staff members do you have uh, at the facility? There's just the four of us. Um, we have oh, okay. Dana that's up front, Dana Hendry, and she's the administrative, mm-hmm. do everything to connect us all answer the phone and do the data entry, um, help out in all of our programs. Amy Austin is our program manager, and she runs all the programs. So it's her responsibility to figure out the crafts for the kids and to come up mm-hmm. with the guest speakers for the wages. And just to confuse me, they have Amy Fisher um, has to, because, <laughs> have to, you know, and so I'm always it's like, no, you mean the other Amy. Um, yeah, only yep. it does our advocacy and family support. And my team is so excellent in what they do. When you call into the ARC, you will get people that absolutely know what they're doing and are dedicated, respectful, understanding of what the family and the individual is dealing with. And then yeah. I, I fill in all the rest of development um, and managing the business portion. Uh, sure. Nonprofits are also a business. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's awesome. Sounds like you've got some great people there. Um, You mentioned schools. Um, Do schools uh, work with you with uh, when they have children with uh, intellectual and developmental disabilities? Yeah, they reach out to us because it's a complicated world when you have an individualized education plan, an IEP. So when a student with a disability has that, Parents have the rights. The schools have the, what they need to do, uh, their requirements. And sometimes that doesn't quite mesh. And so when yeah. what you do is then Amy will go in and can be a mediator, can be a, um, help explain the rules to the parents. That's Matt and Cindy are seeing now some great yep. supporters of the ARC. And, and so what Amy does, Amy Fisher does is she goes in and she can be help prior to it, help the families understand the rules, and then during the meeting, help make sure that their voice is heard or to help interpret some of the language that is the system language that the school uses, like all any professional does. You know, these are the technical terms. So anybody can bring us in. If we have a customer, if that would be the right, it's the person with the disability. We are impartial. We're not there because we need to get something out of the meeting. So no matter who calls us in, we're there to make sure it's the best situation for the person with the disability. That makes sense. That makes sense. How, how long have you personally been with the Ark of Lancaster? Well, I've been here 10 years. This is my 10 years, 10th year here, but I was for five years with the Ark of Pennsylvania doing their policy work. Um, oh, okay. And then a little bit before that, I was a provider. I helped run a small group home. And then, as I said, okay. I've been a parent for the 37 years of a person with a disability. Right. And so, um, 
But in the the five years with the state chapter was really good because my whole role there was to understand the rules and regulations at a state level. And then coming into the local chapter just helps me to partner with the local providers, with the counties, with the families. So I come at it with a perspective of knowing all parts of the puzzle. Um, yeah, I'm I'm certain that that's so important. You uh, completely understand the need, and uh, you know when it comes to helping the the patients or clients um, and the parents and uh, everybody involved, like you're the person. <laughs> you've been you've been through it, and you know everything that everybody else is going through. Uh, From so that, the different that's lenses, yeah. Because when depending on what lens you look through. Yeah. You know, if you're a provider running the services, you have state rules and regulations you can't always just do. If you're the family member that wants the best for an individual, um, and then if you're the individual trying to grow up and move away from mom and dad, you know, mm-hmm. we have the same typical things that happen with any um, person becoming an adult. And so knowing all that is a, is a way of uh, bringing conversation. And we're yeah. also um, a civil rights group where disability rights is part of the inclusion and diversity and so we can also bring conversations of why isn't a person with a disability at this table and so we also bring awareness to when people are in their communities of faith or in their social or at their gym or wherever where are the people with disabilities and why are they not there what can we do to change things Mm. to make it that they can become inclusive parts of our society so the arc is very involved in the legislation and and um, or getting legislation moved forward. Is that correct? Well, it would be if there was typically, but some of it's just social uh, social changes. It used right. to be you would do a um, simulation of why this is what it's like to be a person with a disability. Put on gloves so that you can't mm. handle things well. And that was to create empathy. But we don't want empathy. We want to say, okay, you have this this. Um, activity that's difficult for some reason, what can the, the social, um, the community as a whole do to change that? You know, can you make something um, at a church if there's someone with visual disabilities? Can you read over whatever the PowerPoint is rather than just having the words up on the screen? What can you do to change society so the person mm. with the disability can fit? We see some of that in physical disabilities with access to curb cuts and that, that the ADA put through. But in the intellectual disability world, sometimes people forget or don't understand what accommodations they could make easily to include a person with a disability. Well, that's awesome that you're, you're the voice. Uh, we well, are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple things you, you mentioned, um, I think it was the wages program. Is that the program where? The ARC is helping those looking to get into the workforce. It also it's, does that too. We are okay. not a yeah. provider of services. So we don't yeah. we don't do the job coaching, but we'll talk to them in that group about um, okay, if you have a situation, would you talk to your boss or how do you speak up to your boss about a situation? Mm. How do you bring forward the fact that you're having some conflicts with this another team member? Um what do you do about it? So that's a, an empowerment type of group. But last year we did do employment where we went through an employment curriculum. Uh, but okay. we can also help them understand who does the job coaching. How do you get the funding for that? What happens if um, 
there's not a job coach. How do you find a job? How do you just act on a job? You know, the, um, and just all that is part of what we do in that group. That's great. That's great. Uh, you have uh, classes going on all the time. We do trainings. Yeah. We do training. Oh, trainings. Yes. Um, that's another thing that we do. We train the community. Like we have one on social security, very complicated topic. So we have a man yeah. from social security coming to explain social security. We do it on guardianship. Um, the ARC believes in limited guardianship, but what else can you do to support decision-making without it going into guardianship? Or if you do need guardianship, how do you do that? Um, so we have it on all kinds of topics on the ABLE account. Here's financially, how do we protect our assets so that we don't have the $2,000 asset limit, um, that we can have some savings. So what about ABLE accounts? Um, what do we do with all the different areas that, uh, what's a special needs trust? What do we do about that? Mm. We just bring in different experts on different fields and we run trainings to help people. Um, Medicare Advantage plan. Should I join a Medicare Advantage plan? People with disabilities many times get Medicare after they get social security and not just based on age. And so what's an advantage plan? What am I giving up? What am I getting? How do I make that decision? So those are the types of things that we offer as trainings so that people can make informed choices. There's one on the screen coming up, coming up um, in a couple weeks the there. 20th. Yes. And they're held at your facility there uh, near the airport? Time, since COVID, um, we have a, a big room here that we can do it. But since COVID, we've gone virtual and we're finding mm -hmm. more attendees. Um this one was the only one that's going to be both, but generally we do them virtually to give um, mm -hmm. people the ability to join from from their home. Um, we've been finding that's better. Our parent group that we had Tuesday night last week, though, was in person. And so okay. we had to nine parents that came together to share and to start making links. So we do a combination of both. That's great. You know, um, yeah, you mentioned uh, COVID and how things, uh, you know, changed and went virtual. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of things were upset <laughs> by the whole COVID thing, and um, you know, uh, you know, when things went virtual, that was the only option for yep. for most things. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, when when you when you think about it, it's like from your standpoint, you've actually benefited from the fact that virtual classes are better attended. And, and, uh, you know, the, the people that attend the meetings, you know, we're all busy, busy lives. And, and sometimes it's just, you don't have time to drive and drive home, right. but you can log on it. Well, of course I couldn't log on at two o'clock today, <laughs> but most of the time, you know, you can just, you know, log on at your, your meeting time at seven or eight o'clock, whatever it is. And, you know, yeah. spend your hour on the computer and, and it's a very efficient use of time for, for everybody involved. So, um, you know, that, that, that's great. Um, do you ask people to register? I guess you do because you have to send out the, the links. We do. Um, and you know, we don't promote a Zoom link or, but we found families prefer to use Zoom rather than Teams yep. when they go onto these. And we don't want to promote the Zoom link publicly. So we use Eventbrite to register and then I send a private Zoom link to them just that's to protect. Great people um yep and um and when we have the in-person on april 22nd obviously we want to offer some lunch so we need to know how many boxes of food to buy <laughs> there you go there you go yeah you got it you gotta, can't let anybody go hungry <laughs> if they come to the office we feed them that's it <laughs> that's, that's great that's great 
you know, poking around the website, preparing the show, it looks like there's a ton of information on there to assist uh, families and, and personnel involved. Um, can you share how that helps and, and how somebody would use the website? It is. And, and I appreciate that. I'm in the right now and trying to clean up the website a little bit. It, it, it's a big it, project. It's, it's always an ongoing. Always I'm actually the one that manages the website and I really yeah. enjoy that. Um, that's good. That's that good. We all have side gigs that we like as part of our jobs. <laughs> right. That's right. But, um, we have a resource page because so many times there's so many different areas that help. And you can see that you can get under early intervention, school age, adult, uh, assistive technology. Each one of those, if you click on the gray box, will bring up further boxes related to that topic. And each one of them, we try to link to the professionals of the other sort as much as I don't want to be the keeper of their information. If their website changes, I want it to just link to their website. And so then it would just... Um, show you different resources under that topic. Um, financial is a big one. People always want to know where can I go to find a rep payee? So these are the ones. How do I find out information of people that wow. will provide these services? So we're always trying to put resources up there of people that they can call for help in this area. And so That's... we have it separated by categories. I'm always looking if somebody thinks they want to. Then we will um, talk to them about it. Legal is a big one. There's a lot of yep. guardianship that way. So then it's like, okay, here's just how you can find this. Go find these people. Uh, they're people that we have worked with in the past or that we have met that um, we just try it. And if it's somebody's listing that would like to be listed as a resource, then they just reach out to me and I'll talk to them. I try to make sure that it's something that is a good experience for somebody. Now, was the the arc of Lancaster or the arc of Pennsylvania around when uh, your daughter was growing up? Did you have this as a resource? I didn't. And the arcs were around, but I didn't know it. And so my daughter missed a lot of resources that would have been um, helpful to her. Right. Um, And that's why we want to get the word out. It was there. The arc of Chester County, where we were, is a long-term place that does wonderful things. Um, each art chapter does a little bit different um, in what they do. They're each their own business, if you would. But no, we came late to the game. And until I actually started working for the state chapter, I didn't know the breadth of what an art can do for an individual. And so that's why we want to just let people know we're here. And if it's not us, we're also a no wrong door. Like I said, our focus is intellectual disability and autism. But we don't want people to say, oh, I can't call the ARC. Call the ARC and then we'll say, no, that's not us. That's not our area of expertise. Right. But try this group. That might get you oh. closer too without going through 20 phone calls. Well, and that's so important. Um, you know, in the two years that we've been doing this podcast, we've talked to, I mean, this is a, episode 86. So we've, we probably highlighted 50 or 60 nonprofits and, and charitable organizations. And, um, you know, that, that's the thing. Um, there, a lot of organizations are connected. And, um, I think the key for somebody going through whatever they're going through and they, they need, uh, help make that phone call. Because like you said, if, if you're not the organization that can help, you know, you likely know who can help. Um, and just, just simply, you know, picking up the phone or visiting a website, doing a Google search. 
I mean, it's really never been easier to uh, like research information what? now <laughs> compared to even, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I know like a lot of, a lot of organizations, you know, especially in Lancaster, they're just all connected. And, you know, if, if you're looking for assistance for whatever it is and you contact one, you're likely going to get to the right place if who you're calling is, is not it. So that, that's fantastic that you're willing to help beyond what you're able to to do. At, sure, at the those arc. agencies yep. are there for their own expertise and why would I try to do it? I mean, they're, right. and they do the same. They'll refer back to us. Lancaster is a wealth of different social agencies. Absolutely. Um, and so there's so much, like housing, we get called about housing and there's such a low amount of affordable housing in Lancaster County and mm-hmm. probably across yeah. Pennsylvania. So what do I do if I want to find housing? And so we could say, okay, here's some of the groups you can call about that. And that's yep. the type of thing. Or I'm having a question with my medical assistants. Who do I call? Well, here's a, a place that might help type of deal. Yep. yep. That makes sense. Uh, so you've got an upcoming big event. It sounds Where's like it's it? a annual uh, gala. Is that what you call it? Is it is our gala it? and our auction. Yes. Okay. Yep. Tell us about that. What it is, when it is, how well, somebody like participate. Said, um, the ARC does not charge for our services. And we are we do have a couple of contracts to underwrite our advocacy, but mainly over 50% of our funds are raised through fundraising donations. And so the gala and the auction is our largest one. And what it is, it's on May 6th at Ben Creek Country Club. The auction will open up the week prior for virtually. You don't have to be at the the gala in order to participate in the auction. We are accepting auction donations if people want to donate something. We have sponsorships and advertisement for the program as ways of underwriting the cost of the auction. Um, you can see some of our sponsors are on there now. And and so this is a fun <laughs> night. We, we do a gala a little different. We don't bring in national speakers or big speakers. We have program participants come and that will share about what the art does. But we, yeah. we, it's a nice fun night. You know, Ben Creek, it's going to be good food. And we have the, the cash bar that's enjoyed by many and, um, sure. And the auction items are all there. And the people are, when we first started virtually with the auction, we thought, oh no, is that going to make everybody on their phone? But people are so engaged. Your phone ding. Do you, did you get outbid? Okay. Now, oh, look, there's somebody outbidding me here. Who is it? It just creates a really fun evening, but it is our largest fundraiser and we hope to raise about 25 or 30,000. So participation wow. is, yeah. is critical. Um, yep. We have a wonderful board of direction directors at the ARC. Yep. They're, they're raising, um, they're donating, they're inviting people to be at their table. Our sponsors get seats um, because as they sponsor us, they get seats to the gala. We give seats to some program yeah. participants. Um, it's $100 a seat, so we know that's okay. not an area that everybody can do, um, oh. but it is a fundraiser, so it is necessary to have that. Um, but it's just a good night and it's coming up and we're in the middle of it right now planning. That's, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of work <laughs> to, there and, and to be done. Uh, how many people normally attend the, the, the event? About a hundred to 120 come. Okay. Um, yep. it's a good week and it's enough that we, and with the auction being not part of the gala too, we get a lot of support of people bidding on items. 
Like we yep. just got somebody that will be donating some jewelry for us, some beautiful earrings and yeah. um, those types of things have come in every day. There's somebody dropping something off um, and Dana should have it up and for people to start seeing items. Um, so. And uh, yeah, I was going to ask if there were any like uh, cool gifts or, you know, cool uh, items on the, on the gala list there or the auction yeah. list. The, the way where it opens in the beginning, the end of April. So yep. right now we're just gathering. I wanted to get yep. enough before we opened it up. So it didn't matter. You only got three items. <laughs> right. You had about right. 40 items. And and of all prices, because once I had all high price, as I said, I've been here 10 years doing this. And somebody said, I couldn't bid because everything went. And so we try to have some very low end pricing too. Everybody sure. wants the fun of bidding. And so it's not just all five hundred and five thousand dollar options. We'll put a couple ten or fifteen dollar gift certificates on there too. That's you know? great. And uh, what what was the website where somebody could um, could bid? Um, if he could build, it's it's uh, <laughs> maybe Chris can put that up quick again. Oh, Chris can do anything. Chris is. We'll wait for that. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And it's on our homepage. So if you okay, go so to darkblankweb.org, yep. it will be on our homepage and it brings you to the auction site here. Yep. Oh, I, can, I see it there. The arclankleb.org. Yep. Right. There he's got and it on the, the screen. There's there. the BitPal site to get yep. you right to the auction donation, the auction site, the gala site, excuse me. So obviously, uh, supporting this is, is something, uh, we would encourage the Lancaster community to do. Um, do you need uh, volunteers or anything for this this sort of effort? Do you uh, um, do, does the ARC need volunteers generally? Because you know, there's multiple ways people can support organizations. Volunteering is, being another one. Um, sometimes we don't because our work is so much one on one with mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, our trainings are brought in virtually when Amy does advocacy. So we're, we're in a different sort of world where places that run large groups and have 30 or 40 or 50 people. Um, so our board of directors is our volunteer. We're always open to talk to people to become on the board. Um, but it's not an area we utilize heavily because things are so specific in the need. For it, you know, board members are there doing their work the night of the gala. My team, the website's easy, so my team of three or four um, is enough to register people. Everything's going electronically that way, so um, it's not something that I know other groups utilize volunteers a lot. But right. because we're so specific in what we do, it's a different type of agency that doesn't allow. You wouldn't want to bring volunteers right. into a one on one meeting type of deal yep that Um, that certainly makes sense so uh supporting the the gala bidding on uh on items um i think somebody could become a member um, oh yeah that's one of the ways we do um the arcs are member donation member organizations naturally nationally and um joining as a member is a way of supporting the agency and the reason you support the arc is so that we're here to help the families so they don't need to be charged. So your right. support to the ARC through membership is what allows us to be here for somebody to call and answer the phone. And we are here. You don't get a voicemail Friday yeah. afternoon, maybe. Um, but right. <laughs> we work until about two. Well, of course, Amy was here Friday for a <laughs> long time. So we work to what's needed, but 
generally when you yeah. call, you get a live person. So the, the support underwrites the agency and allows me to have a team here to work, um, to support people that Amy Austin is here to run her programs and the sibling kids. You know, at the end of the year, they don't have to pay for the party. We we provide a party for them um, and allows me to have my team here is what you're, it yeah. does. You support yeah. being here with the community as a whole, as the resource of the ARC. Yep. Organizations need funding to be able to affect the mission yes. laid out. You know, it's, uh, um, you know, it's absolutely critical. Uh, I, I think there was another thing I saw on the website about vehicle donation. How does how does that work, and how can that? Well, help? they just changed that up, um, and I have oh. to look at that. It's through the Arc National, and they just switched their provider. Mm. Um, so I have to get that and look at that. The way it has worked is if somebody has a car, they donate it to the Arc. <clears throat> so this site is not the right site right now. That's yeah. one of the okay. ones that has to be changed. But they donated, and then. The Arc National handles all that, and then we get a portion of the donation right, for that. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, that's cool. Um, what? What? Um, what's next for the Arc of Lancaster? Do you have a? You know, we we talked about the uh, the gala coming up, so yeah. I know you're planning that. Uh, anything else that you're planning for or um, adding to your services uh, for, or anything like that? We are on a fiscal year, so we go July 1st to June 30th. So our year is winding down. So in the summer, I meet with my team and said, what works, what needs to be tweaked? Um, so right now, we only have about two more of our monthly meetings of what's coming up, April and May. Uh, June is our wrap-up. So what's next is to say, what does the community need that we can provide that's not duplicating somebody else's efforts? Mm -hmm. And that can stay in with what we're doing, knowing that I only have four team members. And yes, we can add more staff, but then that's also increases your budget. But, you know, we do good work what we're doing. So yep. what's next is to just make sure that we're doing what the community needs us to do, that we're here staying with our mission of empowering people with intellectual disability and autism, and that we're here to provide the services to the community that the community needs. That's great. How many how many people um, do you impact on an annual basis? Just a rough rough figure. Yeah, it can be. If you look at Amy Fisher's calendar, it's like wall to wall meetings. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends on which one of us, but we can anywhere between up to about three hundred people, and oh. it, you know, like that could be one person one time. Where it mm -hmm. can be one person thirty times over the course right. of the year or more, right. Um, right? Which is always interesting when I have to get my stats to the funders um, to say because it's a it's a valid question. People yeah. want to know: Are you doing with your money what we gave you in sure. a way that impacts people? Um, sure. And so that is the difference. That sometimes we can meet with the same person, and we do. We don't just say, "Okay, we met with you once. We're done." Right. But we work individually. And if you need us to be there, there have been times we don't try not to do it a lot, but there have been times it could be every week a meeting for a while till we get the mm -hmm. situations um, work through with the team as a right. team. And there's other times we're on that call every month because there wants to do updates, a provider saying, okay, we're going to try a behavior plan. Let's see how it works and we'll get back together. 
Um, sometimes it's a crisis and we have to be part of adult protective services investigation as there's mm. um, abuse that yeah. goes on. Um, and sometimes it's just one time. Somebody calls, they need a resource. We get them to resource and that help them. We had a person call that they talked to us five years ago and we helped them. Now life has changed. So we have a dis- different situation now. Can you get back involved? So people come in and out of our lives depending on their needs. Wow. Well, you're doing unbelievable work there. I, I think it's fantastic. Everything that the ARC uh, can offer um, those going through um, intellectual and developmental disabilities, um, and and of course the, the the providers that you help and the the families and all of that. I mean, the website is an unbelievable resource. Um, I'm kind of blown away of all all the different links to all the different organizations that um, can be of, of uh, assistance to uh, to those who need it. So that that's fantastic and. Um, often when we have, uh, nonprofits and charitable organizations on, uh, Jeff and I will, uh, make a donation. So, uh, I saw on the gala page, there's a section to click to donate. So, uh, we'll be, uh, sending you a donation, okay. uh, on behalf of Lancaster Connection Gardeners. And, uh, I hope it helps a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we don't put high end on things. Uh, yeah. We respect that people come from many different places. And yeah. even like during yeah. Extraordinary Give, somebody gives $10. We appreciate that. It all yeah. adds into and all funds come directly to our services. They're here to support our services. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, as I said, we're, we run really lean with just the four of us and in our office here. Um, and so we appreciate any level of donation that people give. It really is important to us that people know it's it's not just we have the high givers and everybody else's. Any any amount is so appreciated and makes a difference in our what we do. Yep, that's a great point. Yeah, we we you know like I said we we talk about it all the time on the show with with nonprofits and charitable organizations and um, yes yeah, sometimes people can support financially but you don't need to feel like you need to hit a certain level of financial donation to make an impact. Like you said, um, a small amount goes a long way. Yes. So that's, that's fantastic. Uh, well, thank you so much for being on. Um, we'll get to our connection cocktail here in a little bit. Connection cocktail is just a way to get to know uh, Maureen a little bit better and maybe the things that you like to do in Lancaster. Of course, you know, we're, we, we highlight charitable organizations and businesses and whatnot, but we also like to find out what people really like to do in Lancaster because <laughs> uh, that's cool too. So um, let's see, what what is your favorite thing to do in Lancaster? Do you have one? Yeah, I, I like, well, not now because I'm annoyed with the weather. I'm, I'm glad yes, to know We all are. Zach posted about 30 years ago in 93, we had that horrible snowstorm, but mm-hmm. you know, I love getting out on my bicycle. And driving oh, okay. around in the trails that we have. I'm in Lidditz, so I'm right near the one trail, uh, the oh, yeah. to it and the rail trail that goes. So I start at mine and I can go all the way up to Everett if I'm so doing yep. it. But you know, Lancaster is a good place to eat out and to, um, and to do the trails. It's just a good outdoor area, um, yep. to go to the parks and to sit. So. That's a lot what I like to do, just to take the dog for a walk in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to live in a neighborhood where I know my neighbors, and it's the first place I've ever, you know, you walk up and down the street, and I know everyone in the house. <laughs> so 
That's, so um, it's it's a good place. Um, yeah, there's a great sense of community in Lancaster. I I moved into a neighborhood. Actually, it's a neighborhood across the street from Life Church. <laughs> Where Zach and I go, and uh, you know, um, I live in a little cul-de-sac, and yeah, everybody knows everybody. We have little yeah. neighborhood parties. It's a really cool, really cool community. Very welcoming and whatnot. So. Um, yeah, the rail trails are great. Um, we, we've yeah. done the, uh, the Ephrata Lidditz one. Now we started in Lidditz. We didn't get all the way to Ephrata, get small kids on bikes. They don't, yeah. <laughs> they can't do miles and miles, but, uh, that is a nice, wide open, well maintained trail. Um, uh, that's cool. So, uh, annual event that you like to go to, uh, and this can be self serving to, no, it's fine. Like. It's, it's uh, actually, um, with that, I have a daughter that lives in Baltimore and okay. has three grandchildren down there. My son, Zach, up here with his two grandchildren and mm-hmm. Zach and Mal, and then my daughter, Elise. So the, what we do is over the 4th of July, Jessica comes up and the kids need to go up to Nana's for the 4th of July. And we have a little bit of a family cookout. And then we have That's to cool. go into Lancaster, into Lidditz and get ice cream at Greco's, actually. That's oh, <laughs> what we have perfect. to do. Plug out for Greco's. Um, that, that, you know, and then in the morning, I have to go to Stouffer's and get the donuts. Um, and so, you know, there's some traditions that families yep. have, and this area is good for that. And that's why living here is, is good for me because I have family nearby. Yeah. I have family that's down in Chester County, and we've just mm-hmm. started an, an, a monthly breakfast. Whoever can come can come because my family's huge. And so, you yep. know, seven, one of seven siblings. So, um, lots of people, but that's awesome. Like that annual event of the fourth, actually, the ARC's going to have, uh, we were in the Halloween parade in Lidditz and oh, we're going to yeah. in the of July parade too, hopefully. That's cool. You know, uh, uh, we just moved to the Lidditz area, you know, a handful of years ago, and we've started to take advantage of some of the things that, uh, the cool community of Lancaster or Lidditz has to do and the parades are always uh you know a popular spot for the kids you know there's yeah. all kinds of candy being thrown and you know a lot of uh neat floats and yeah. of course the bands and and whatnot uh so that's cool I, and I, I love that your annual event is a family-based event that that's yeah. super super cool i love it um all right so let's say you're bringing in last question um some of the folks uh, in your extended family that live outside of the county and you're bringing them into lancaster what do you like to show off about Lancaster or Lidditz or, you know, is there some, some place you like to take them or something you like to show them about Lancaster? Um, it's not so much showing them as the knowing why Lancaster is a good place to live. Mm. You know, the yep. diversity of Lancaster and communities of faith and restaurants and, um, the different groups that are out there that you can always find the Longs Park music or you can find, oh, yeah. you know, the beer fest or the balloon fest or there's always something as, um, cause as like you said, family's important to me because I mm-hmm. come from such a large family. When bring them in that it's that there's so many different things of different ways that it's not just homogenous of one kind. And that, that diversity is, is important. Um, you know, to see, oh, well, like my one sibling might go kayaking. Well, I don't like kayaking, but can we find kayaking and trails at the same time? And yeah, yeah. That type of thing. So um, I just really appreciate there's so many things to pick from. Yeah. Yeah. There there really is a diverse amount of uh, 
uh, options uh, yeah. to choose from uh, to to do recreation or anything, yeah. shopping, anything. entertainment, in Lancaster. Lots, lots eating of really, really out. cool things. I love eating out. Yep. So you know yep. that. <laughs> A lot of great options there too. <laughs> well, Maureen, thank you so much. Uh, of course, thank you for being a customer of Gardner's Mattress Store. We very much appreciate it. And I hope you're waking up happy every morning. Well, they've been sleeping through the night better, Ben. I mean, I, yes. I never thought. Um, actually, <laughs> actually, I noticed I'm more, you know, at the age, it's common to get up in the middle of the night or not sleep so well. But honestly, I have been. So go plug it. Go That's get into that. That's great. You look very well rested. You look very well rested. Thank you. So. Thank you. <laughs> well, and, and thanks for uh, so much for sharing about the arc of Lancaster and Lebanon. Uh, and the great work that you're doing there. Um, if uh, anybody watching would like to learn more, the arclankleb.org. Did I get that right? It is. The arc, the is part of our name because, yep. as you know, um, we don't use the word retarded, and it used to be the Association of Retarded Citizens, and that is uh, okay. not at all acceptable. Yep. But the arc has a big history of social justice and education yep. reform, and so they wanted families wanted to stay as ARC, so they made us yep. the ARC. Um, okay, yeah. So that's why it's not an acronym, okay. It is, but it is our heritage, and we want to keep that heritage of um, that. Yep, that makes that makes sense. Well, thank you for sharing. Thanks for sharing all about the ARC. Uh, good luck with your uh, upcoming uh, gala and, and auction. Like I said, we'll be making a donation, and I hope it like blows last year's out of the water. <laughs> Thank you so much for this. I've had fun. Thanks for making it to yeah, me. It's it's been fun. Yeah. And and uh so you know, this uh of course we're we're live now, but this is a uh, uh recorded and you can watch it, uh you can share it on your social networks and wa- people can watch it on LancasterConnects.com uh for in perpetuity. So feel free to use uh this interview as as you wish. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Maureen. Have a great day. You too. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up because it's four o'clock and I got to go pick up the kids. Uh, so we already did our testimonial earlier. Uh, Maureen, uh, bought a bed, uh, within the last month or so and, uh, said some nice things about gardeners. So we're using that as our, our testimonial. Um, and, uh, glad she's waking up happy every morning. Um, sleep better tip. We're going to skip because we, again, we are out of time. I'm pushing Chris, uh, to the limit, I think. So we'll spin the prize later quick. And we'll wrap up and uh, look forward to next Monday's show. Got some great comments early on. Um, Zach, uh, Maureen's daughter, maybe maybe he will win. Oh, there's Amy. Amy, longtime listener and fan and a frequent commenter. You can come into the store and grab uh, your choice of gift. Uh, less normal federal drinkware or a little sleep bundle here on the go bundle, pillow and blanket. Well, that's the show. Thank you for watching Lancaster Connects. Uh, Hope everybody has a great day and we will look forward to uh, connecting next time. Until the next connection, see you later.